Listen to the Prestige TV podcast and you can hear me and Joanna Robinson every Sunday night right after White Lotus finishes on HBO. We have a little recap episode for you. Episode two is up right now. We're doing a whole bunch of other great TV shows too. Follow, subscribe, listen, Prestige TV podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. This episode of the Bill Simmons podcast is presented by State Farm. If you ever been in an accident, and you're okay, but you know what happened? Your first reaction is going to be, man, why did that happen? If you ever buy a new house or a new car or a new anything, there's this little rush you get when you're like, I did it. I made it happen. But really, the only words you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to help choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. This episode is brought to you by Monopoly Go. It's halftime and the scoreboard's not looking good. You're not sure you can pull out a win? That's when you say to yourself, it's time to get back in the game, pull off some bank heists, and take as much of my friend's money as I possibly can. That's right, the hit mobile game, Monopoly Go. Let you compete with your friends to be the biggest tycoon ever. I might do this with my high school friends. We used to play Monopoly all the time. It's the Monopoly you love, but on your phone anytime with tons of new twists, including leaderboards to compare your progress. There's so much to do. Play on countless dynamic Monopoly boards. Make your friends bankrupt by smashing their landmarks with a wrecking ball. Charge other players rent for your iconic properties. Maybe you'll even play against me. I'm great at Monopoly. You could even work with your friends to crack open community chests and in tournaments to get extra rewards. Get back out there. Put on your game face. Download Monopoly Go. Now free on the App Store or Google Play. We're also brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network where you can find the rewatchables. We have a new one coming up on Monday night. It is Naughty November on the rewatchables. Sweaty, sleazy, sleek, noir movies. There was four of them that came out in an 18-month span in 1980 and 1981. There's actually more than that, but we're doing four. The second one is this week. We've joked about doing this one for a while. And I was telling you the day was going to come. And the day is coming. The day is here. Monday night. That's the hint. Well, it stars out Pacino. There's another hint. Monday night, the rewatchables. So go check that out. Check out all the podcasts on The Ringer and check out theringer.com as well. Coming up on this podcast, Cousin Sal and I are going to be recapping week nine, where there were some hardcore storylines developing for the season, for legacies, for careers. We did okay gambling. Not great, not bad. Kind of middle of the road. There was a really good Sunday night football game. We're going to talk about that. So that's first. And then Kevin O'Connor is going to come on at the tail end because we want to talk about Anthony Davis and the Lakers because we think there's an Anthony Davis storyline potentially brewing as we head toward uh, Thanksgiving in the end of November. So a little basketball at the end of this one. But first, our friends from Pearl Jam. <laughs> All right, taping this, it is almost 9 o'clock Sunday night. Just watched Tennessee almost beat Kansas City. 
We found out it's hard to win in the NFL against a good team if you're throwing away the quarterback position, which Tennessee kind of did today. I felt bad for Malik Willis. I felt good for me and Kyle, though, because we finally saw a QB tonight that uh, that Mac Jones is better than. So oh, congratulations. That was good. Yeah, that That's was big. a win. So he's That's not nice. the 32nd worst quarterback. Um, Casey got tested. I thought it was a variable masterclass for game management. And unfortunately, the game was 60 minutes and not 50. Because if it's 50, they win. 17-9. They basically just need like, they needed to get to 20 and they just couldn't get to 20. But you were texting, yeah. when did you text me? It was It was Titans minus 164 beginning yeah, of the fourth quarter? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. And then it ended up being Titans two to, uh, you could have gotten two to one on the Chiefs when the Titans had the ball 17-9. I don't know. I wish I could have enjoyed this more, except none of my teasers lasted. They all were crushed. So I couldn't, I didn't have a chance. But um, yeah, I think you're right about Vrabel. Like he was one play away from winning. And if one of the greatest quarterbacks we ever saw threw 65 times instead of 68, they might have won that game. Yeah, it looks like 43 for 68. What the hell? Are we ever going to see a game where one quarterback has 43 completions and the other has five? And I also think, reasonably sure, no Titans receiver had a catch. Right? You might be right. These guys were tight ends, Haskins, Mm -hmm. Hilliard. Yeah. Um, I'm so impressed by Vrabel. We come on here, we complain about the coaches all the time all the dumb shit they do times they shouldn't have gone for it when they did times mm-hmm. they put their team in a position like too too you know too much risk whatever it is and we're just like we're sitting on our couch going how do they not have somebody that and Vrabel just was the he's the opposite he everything he does is like Michael Corleone he just figures it out it's like this game is going to be a 17 to 12 17 14 type of game i'm going to mm-hmm. control it I'm not going to let my quarterback do anything to beat me. Anytime he throws three-step drop down the sideline. I actually thought Willis made a couple good throws. His receivers just, you know, Well, which catch. one are you, are you only made like two throws? Which ones are you talking about? We had yeah, a couple okay. down, yeah. the, down the <laughs> sideline. It was okay. I, whatever. What are we going to sing songs about? Malik Willis, he had no, he, he, five he, for he, 16. It was bad. I mean, it was fourth and 21. I was like, this is more than a quarter of the yards he's had in the game. How is he ever going to? complete this but yeah Vrabel the great except for controlling the clock and you know we could go crazy about Derrick Henry and he had a good game 17 for 115 but he didn't have 34 carries I was like oh it's unfair that one team has Patrick Mahomes but it's also unfair that the other has Derrick Henry but 17 carries which means I'm looking at the the time possession 41 26 that's what killed him uh in a well, game but did he, won. can I, I have a theory for the 17 carries mm-hmm at some point there in this game, the Chiefs had nine guys in the box. Yeah. No, I'm just saying they didn't have a lot of plays, Tennessee. They had 29 no. rushes and 16 passes. They had 45 plays. Not a lot for an overtime game. The big story for the Chiefs, other than uh, I thought their defense showed up, is it does seem like Smith-Schuster is starting to come into his own as at least some sort of weapon. Because I was mm-hmm. trying to think, like, watching them, what is this team going to look like in December and January and, you know, the third and eighths mm-hmm. when you're double teaming Kelsey, who does he go to? And it does feel like he's developing something with Schuster. They had a couple drops too, but in general, Schuster is becoming that kind of physical possession receiver that I think we, we were hoping he would be for them. You know what? <clears throat> and he is. And that's why Chris Collinsworth really, really should try to figure out how to say his name. I mean, he was 0 for 8 <laughs> trying to pronounce pass rush. 
which is always come, always comes out pass rush. Pass oh, rush. That, that pass rush of the Titans yeah. is something else. They have four sacks. It could have been nine. But now he's doing it with Smith Schuster's name. He's calling him Schmidt Schmoot. I can't even say it. Uh, Schmidt, uh, Junior Schmidt, Schmidt Schuster. Schmidt Schuster. It's like, oh, man, what happened? What happened to his English teacher in fourth grade? <laughs> she unbelievable. Collinsworth is having a great time tonight, and I kept waiting for him to forget that he was with, not with Al, and he was with Tariko because he was right. doing this whole, oh, oh, oh Patrick, oh, oh, <laughs> oh, Mike, oh, my God. Um, and I just thought he was going to slip one of those times. It was a good, yeah. for, for Mahomes, who only scored 20 points, it was a weirdly uh, impressive Mahomes game. So he had because, like four really dazzling plays, right, where we just sidestepped the guy who, who just wanted to kill him. And uh, yeah, and complete. I mean, that one Kelsey wasn't even in that play on third and one where he rolled right towards the end and uh and just hit like it was almost a a, a, a David Tyree. Sorry to bring that up. Catch right there, you know. After side second, I'm sorry. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, that hurt. Um, had some drops too, Mahomes. Yeah, but same thing with them, right? Look at the rushing. Nineteen mm -hmm. for seventy seven. He leads the team six for sixty three. Edwards Hilaire is four for five. Mm -hmm. Pacheco's five for five. McKinnon's three for three, three carries, four yards. So it's, you know, they made it, they made a lot of hay about how it's a different kind of team. We're going to be more balanced. And they played a real playoff team today. It's hard to yeah. say that it's hard to kind of understand how the Titans are a real playoff team without a quarterback or receivers, but I do feel like they are. <laughs> and I wouldn't want to see them in January. And right. when Tannehill comes back, they'll get Burks will at some point be back, I'm guessing. And maybe they could patch something together. I was thinking though, I wonder if they would do a do-over on that AJ Brown trade. Hmm. You know, I wonder if, uh, maybe they didn't realize that they were going to be as good as they are because the thing they're actually missing is somebody like AJ Brown, right? They're hoping they didn't pay him. He goes to the Eagles, signs a big contract. They get, they get a pick back. They take Burks. Kind of hoping yeah, well, they Burks will be AJ Brown. They definitely expected more out of Burks. They expected more out of who they get from the Rams. Woods, right? Robert Woods. So yeah, but he's you know he's out. yeah he's had some injuries. Yeah, but yeah, they yeah, uh, sure. It's not going to matter because they're five and I think they're five and three, and they clinched with a loss. And I they've, think, they've today, clinched right? the AFC South. Yeah, <laughs> they're somehow ten games up in the AFC South. Uh, so we have uh, we have for. For the AFC right now, we have Buffalo. We'll talk about them in one second. NKC at six and two. Mm -hmm. We have Baltimore and Tennessee in the other division champ spots right now at five and three. And then we have Jets six and three, Miami six and three, and the Chargers five and three. And Cincinnati, New England are five and four. But the Chargers sneaking out that Falcons win, I think puts them, it almost feels like we might know who the playoff teams are. I'm still not sold on the Jets, but they were so impressive today. I feel right. like I feel like they're at least out of the Pats. Are and you counting Jets your team Bengals. out? Because it's Jets, Pats, and no. Jets, Pats, and Chargers for the seventh seed. And any, any given week, out. one of them could look terrible or good. I'm counting my team no, out. No, you're crazy. You're a half game behind you're a game behind the Jets. When you beat it, wait, didn't you beat him? You beat him. I'm, no, you lost him. Yeah. I'm guessing you didn't have the Pats on any of your TVs today. No, uh, no, I did. It's fine. What are, we won twenty six to three. Is this going to be one of those things? Come on. No, the, the Colts are atrocious. Mm. Mac, I don't know what happened to him. I have no answers. I really believed in Mac last year. I thought, you know, he brought some real things to the table. He had poise. 
got rid of the mm-hmm. ball fast, great decisions. Like he would go through his reads. He could move around in the pocket. He wasn't like, you know, Mahomes, but he could navigate the pocket a little. He's a zero tool quarterback right now. He can't do anything well. He's no touch. He missed wide open guys at least three times in the game today, like wide open on big plays. Um, he's not going through his reads and he's not moving around. And he, and he puts I'm, I'm, I look at his numbers. A game. I feel like I do this with you every week when your team wins and you're down on your quarterback and I'm looking at him and he was 20 for 30. Down. Well, 20 for 30, 147, no turnovers, one touchdown. So that, and, that's and missed 20, three wide open guys and, and they dropped two picks. This is, this he, is a 2022 you, quarterbacks. Sal, to tell you. He, he is a bottom five quarterback right now. I don't know if really? it'll stay that way, but from performance, he is one of the worst five quarterbacks I watch every week. Wow. All and right. they go out of their way to protect him and not put him. Kyle knows. Look, Kyle, chime in. Kyle, Kyle can you shit. defend Mac Jones anymore? Kyle? No comment. No comment. Yeah, Does Kyle's they? not going to comment. Or he Kyle, wants a Mac no, Jones t-shirt jersey. He agrees with no, me. That's why. It's bad. <laughs> and it hasn't mattered because they like this week, they completely looked out with the Colts because they're playing El- Ellinger. Like, he can't do anything. They can't block. They had nine sacks. The defense is good. But I just don't. I don't see a path unless they can figure out how to get this quarterback. I don't know, man. I look at these guys. I look at Zach Wilson had 154 yards. He's another bad one. And and Jared Goff had 137 in a win. And uh, just it doesn't it doesn't matter anymore. It just doesn't matter. We're throwing away the quarterback position. Yeah, that's it. Mm. Justin Fields, who we had as fifth, definitive fifth overall in that draft class, is shot to number one with a bullet. No question he was the best in that. uh, All right. But hold on. Hold on. Fields has been incredible the last couple weeks. Yeah. Like, incredible. I thought he was so good at that Miami game. Yeah. I'm trying to think, has there been a better, better athlete in space at the quarterback position? Like, mm-hmm. I, I guess, like, Lamar is in there, Josh Allen's in there, but he just looks like he's, you wouldn't know he was a quarterback. He actually looks like a running back when he's running, when he actually has space to move around. Yeah, he's, he's like, I can, all right, I can go for the 45-yard pass, or I can run for 35. I'm like, all right, I guess I better t- take off here. He'll go from standing still to just, like, uh, varying speeds. It's unbelievable to watch. But it's happened I, over the last month, right? Am yeah, crazy? it started that it Thursday start- night game. That Thursday night game when they should have won and Mooney bobbled the catch before, but he drove right. them down on that drive and it was like something unlocked. He was awesome in the Pats game and he's Pats been good game, every I week. Thought. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I think he's figured out that balance of when to use his legs, kind of when to calm down, when to see the field. And, you know, he certainly wasn't the reason they lost today. They were They're a lot of game. fun. They're, I mean, the Dolphins are good too. They're going to make the playoffs. They're one of those teams, I, I would think, without any more injuries. But, uh, the, look, the, the Packers are the least exciting team in that NFC North, right? I'd, I'd rather yeah. watch the Lions, the the Vikings, or the Bears any day. Yeah, I love the Bears. You have the look on your face today. Mm-hmm. I could tell when something bad happened that you had the Bills money line tied to like 20 of your bets. <laughs> what, who do you think you are? Don't you fair? call me out like that. Is no, that fair? Let me tell you something. It's worse than that because I had that. We talked Friday about the teaser. And you didn't do so great either. You million dollar picture be suspended forever with that. Panthers. I went one that and one. Was awful. I had, I had was, Panthers in oh, Seattle. I split. You're like, you're like, there's only two bets to make. Panthers and sounds like Panthers. Well, I'm fifty percent right. Yeah. Schrager. What Schrager said the Bills aren't losing enough. You, you got to cancel that podcast. 
for a while. He said they weren't losing the rest of the year. But anyway, no, um, no, not only did I have the bills on every teaser, I chased, I chased and I, I oh, chased no. it with the Cardinals plus seven and a half, plus seven oh, and a half adjusted no. for God's sakes with that team. But okay, we, we could talk about whoever you want. I just lost all my Astros winning. That's all. Oh, you and, you and yeah. Mattress Mac. What's his yeah, name? Mattress, <laughs> mattress Mac. Yeah. Mattress Mac. Is mattress. Yeah. How is Mattress, mattress Mac not in the desert 30 miles <laughs> in with seven bullets in him? I can't believe they let. I thought all the big bad Vegas, like nobody could beat Vegas for that much money. Mattress Mac just walked you're in the right. bank. I, I, um, you, are you, you're like Collinsworth struggling to say his name. Mattress Mac. I can't. <laughs> I, uh, I tried to play it very carefully this week. And mm-hmm. still somehow lost a little bit. I, I, I was like, I'm not going to do Green Bay or New England. I'm not doing either of them in a money line. Mm-hmm. And then finally, last second, I was like, ah, Green Bay's looking a little enticing. It's that 32nd Detroit defense. Yeah. And I had them in a parlay with Tampa, money parlay. And Rodgers got to, what, in the inside the 10-yard line three times, just throwing picks. All of a sudden, he's turned into... I don't know. He, it's weird because it's not like when Favre got bad and when Manny yeah. and they were like at least big guys. Rogers now he's turned into Josh Rosen. I don't understand it. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I uh, maybe even Josh Gardner, our friend who uh, right. well, whatever is our near to well Josh friend. Rosen no. Gardner. <laughs> no, that one pass. When you start saying to yourself, "Oh, I could have made that pass. He should have lofted it. Just loft it to the fat lineman." And it won't get picked. He'll get to the corner of the end zone at some point. That was a bad throw. He is thumb definitely. You could see his release was different, but just yeah. in general, what are we watching with some of these games? Like you and I could walk out of our houses at three in the afternoon and be like, why is the moon in the sky? That's what I feel like with what's going on with even Josh Allen's picks were awful. Aaron Rodgers was awful. Like things things you take for granted. You're seeing things like you never seen be Josh Allen's interceptions were a disaster against the Jets. I know Sauce Gardner, every great, but for God's sakes, what, what was he doing today? Any of these What's, guys. I want to talk about Rodgers. Let's take a quick break. All right. So Aaron Rodgers, I have in my notes, so long Rodgers. Hmm. He's in the first year of a three-year, $150 million deal. He's 7-9 in the playoffs since 2010. He's 38 years old. He is threatening to join the group of one Super Bowl quarterback stars. Drew Brees, mm-hmm. Russell Wilson, Steve Young, Kurt Warner, Brett Favre. I, Manning should have been in there, but he got that bogus second one on that when he could <laughs> barely throw, when he had the noodle arm and Denver won, even though How he barely you. did anything. Guy's um, kind of my boss. How dare you? Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> mean sorry. to make fun of Manning. <laughs> um, but I was wondering, like, is this starting to look like Kobe's last Lakers deal? Remember when mm. Kobe got that last big money deal, but he wasn't really Kobe anymore. And it's just like, it killed their cap, but it was like kind of ceremonial. Laker mm-hmm. fans were cool with it because they love Kobe. They weren't going anywhere anyway. That might be this Packers team. It might just be the Kobe Lakers deal for them. Yeah. But what were they going to do? The whole town would have nuts if they, uh, if they had, well, he was unhappy. I just don't, I, I just wonder how bad that really got with the Jordan Love thing. Because I don't think that guy is going to be any good either, right? But yeah, but is he going to be, I don't know, all he has to do is score more than nine points today to be better than Aaron Rodgers. So um, do, when do we see him? What's the over-under for Jordan Love? Two and a half weeks? We're not sure he's good though, right? Well, that's what, how are we going to be sure? 
I don't, I don't know if, if he has it. If, if they're well, four and eight, well, we'll go over the lines and stuff. But they're, it, it's, it's amazing. Even Vegas is adjusted to them. If they had done a better version of the Wilson deal, and let's remember, Seattle jumped the gun on them, right? Yeah. Denver hires Hackett, thinking right. Rodgers is probably the one they're going to trade for, and then Seattle gets aggressive, and and Green Bay's kind of lollygagging a little bit, and Denver's like, all right, fine. And get Russell Wilson. But yeah. Green Bay, I think, would have gotten an even better thing. That Russell Wilson deal was transformative for the Seahawks, especially because they stumble into 32-year-old Geno Smith. But you watch the Seahawks today, the Seahawks, you know, I, I'm a believer. They, they've saved my ass four weeks in a row on Sunday, where if I didn't have them, I would have gotten crushed in bets. And each week mm -hmm. they come through, they're flying around the ball. I know it's a little, you had the Arizona plus seven and a half, I get it. Terrible. But, terrible. um, but if Green Bay no, had done they, their version they, they of that trade with, with that pick six, Gino threw a pick six. He thought, all right, Cardinals should hang on. It's kind of a must win at home. And uh, they gutted their way back. They really did. I, You're not even going to believe this, but I had so much on the Cardinals. I had them adjusted line. I didn't expect them to win, whatever. A plus seven and a half. I had them parlayed with Republicans to win the House and Senate. I went all, I'm all over the Cardinals. And now I don't know. Oh, even have wow. That. When yeah, you start yeah. mixing politics and football with your <laughs> with your parlays, it's right. a story tradition of terrible losses. Yeah. The worst. Um, yeah, but the with the Packers, like, had they gotten whatever their version of the Wilson deal is, they mm -hmm. it seems like they have a lot of talent. Now it feels like they have the bad juju. Like that Lions game. I that was one of the five weirdest losses of the year. They they dominated the game. Yeah, right. And it was just Rogers made a couple of dumb plays. You mentioned the um the Seattle, Arizona. So that Geno play was was weirdly important. Like if that team ends up winning the NFC West, I think that was the pivotal moment of the season for them. The, pick, the six. pick six. Yeah. And it's like, oh, the clock has struck midnight mm -hmm. on Cinderella Geno. Here we go. <laughs> and they just put their heads down and they went down and they they just shook it off, dominated the game, and I thought really handled the cards. That game wasn't even as close as the score. It's the pick oh six. Really? I should have had 17 and a half. Yeah, no, I know. I bet, but they have a running back that no one could tackle all of a sudden. Like no. he just uh I don't know. I don't think he has legs. He's moving down the field, but he's just a, a bowling ball running over guys. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, and some big third down plays, a touchdown, the pass. He's he's decent. He's good, Lockett. I I tweeted it's gonna be Lockett Willis, and we're just gonna have to get used to that Super Bowl. I wouldn't Lockett, be. Gino. Yeah, I I gotta say I wouldn't be completely stunned if Seattle made the Super Bowl. I think reached that point you. to me. Yeah, like they're at least I don't know if they're in the inner circle of contenders, but they're at least in the fringe. You kind of glossed mm -hmm. over how bad Arizona was in that game. Where they have like eleven penalties. Yeah, that all kinds of dumb shit happens with them. Like mm -hmm. false starts at the worst time. You know, the uh, the illegal motion, Robbie Anderson not being said on a crucial, you know, third and five. The and fumble, that more, more fumbling. About, first of all, he went, he pounded it to Moore. He kept throwing it to him. I think he had like four looks in a row to the Rondell Moore. And uh, and uh, that fumble where you barely made a football move nine times yeah. out of ten, they'll call that incomplete. But uh, yeah, yeah, it was a fumble. Yeah, dumb moves all along. People were talking about Kingsbury getting fired, but I don't know. I've, I've given up on it. He has that glazed look on his face. I think I've made this joke before, but it's that that Dirk Diggler in the cocaine house when the camera right. closes in on him and he's just <laughs> glazed. Like they they cut to him a couple times, and I don't even 
he might have been holding his play sheet or it might have been like a, I don't know, a diner menu. I don't, I'm not positive. What yeah, it, it might have been a glare just, on that play sheet. That ridiculous he's just kind of glaring ahead with like deer in the headlights. Yeah. Um, I have some alternate universe stuff for you. So okay. if Rogers had been traded, I'm trying to think four fun things that could have happened that would have, because this season, I think we can all agree, has not been like that fun of a season so far, right? We no, don't, I don't like it. It's been all Wait, over me, the map. Teasers don't to, win uh, anymore. My bank Parlays don't win. Statement. Uh, yeah. 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 Checking account. No, it has not been fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rogers getting traded to San Francisco makes the season more fun, I think. Oh, yeah. I think if Brady just never leaves New England, and him and Belichick, maybe him and Giselle get divorced four years earlier mm -hmm. and she doesn't make a move to Florida. Did I say that out loud? Of course um, you like that. Of course you like that. And Brady just stays and it's like, it's just a <laughs> 20, going for a quarter century of Brady and Belichick, that's more fun. McVeigh just skipping this Ram season and going to Amazon is better for all of us. But the, the number one thing for me is if the Jets drafted Fields instead of Zach Wilson. Mm. That Jets team would have been the most fun team. Oh yeah, right. You just put hit all the stuff he does with this Jets team. That would have been that would have been it. They would have been, I don't know. They would have been threatening to take over New York. I'm with you. Isn't it weird? It's not like Chicago is a small city, but no, it should be a bigger deal. Maybe because they like got with off the other such stuff, a bad start. Yeah. yeah, with the other guys they have, like they, I don't know. Their defense, it's probably a top five defense now, right? Really good. The opposite corner is always good. Like everybody is, uh, is stepping up, and uh, it's it's hard to it's hard to go down the field. Oh, they had an eleven point lead, Buffalo. What the hell? Ah. Well, can we have the can we have the conversation really quick? What is it? What is what is the deal with Allen in these close games? There's like two yeah. Allens, right? Mm -hmm. Allen's at his best when they're up like fourteen. He just looks like completely unstoppable force of nature. These tight games, right? I don't know. Like I gotta say, watching, I didn't feel like he was gonna come through. Did you? I actually I, didn't think he was gonna come through. I thought it was a coin toss. What that last drive or the drive before? Taking yeah, either way. Like and, in the fourth yeah. quarter, I was like, I don't think he has it. No, I know. I thought from that first drive when he got intercepted down by the goal line, that was bad. I was like, oh man, this you can't yeah, get the Jets bad. too much of this. Do we have to? Should we? Does pay to even look at the division or are we all spinning our wheels? Like we know Buffalo is going to get there eventually, but Miami plus 550, they're damn good. The Jets 20 to one. All right. Well, whatever. I mean, it, it's going to be tough to see a path where they don't I can't see it with Zach Wilson. And your Patriots 24 to one. I mean, maybe Miami's it's not going to be for a minute. not going to be my team unless Mac, they can get him to a sports psychologist. Mm -hmm. Miami so Tua, again, had good stats, but he still has those like three throws a game where either somebody drops the pick or he misses mm -hmm. somebody wide open. I don't know. I don't trust him yet for some reason. I don't understand why people aren't sent in the house and just trying to really be physical with him. He's, you know, not to be macabre, but he had two concussions already this season. I'd be sent in the house and really trying to get yeah, you know, get him, get him a little bit rattled. It just seemed like he was way too comfortable today. I agree, but I just uh, everything seems to be going their way. First of all, they'll score in the 30s every game, right? So if he yeah. throws a couple interceptions or close interceptions, and it just everything really Bradley Chubb for really nothing. The 49ers give them whatever running back they want from them. It's, I know Wilson's uh, their best running back. Yeah, 
So uh, plus 550. I don't know. I'm going to stare at that for a while, but. I know. I mean, he had good stats today. It was 21 for 30, three touchdowns, no picks. But it does feel like his picks have, it's almost like Gaylord Perry's, mm-hmm. you know, like Vaseline on it. Like people don't hold on to his stuff. Fields, Fields had 123 yards passing and 178 yards rushing, which I did positive I've never seen before. Um, when Claypool gets going for them, that's going to be an interesting team. I almost, I was going to do cross-offs with you and I could only come up with seven, but Chicago is definitely not a cross-off team to me. I, I think, no. even though I think we crossed them off after week three, but well, we, gotta, we've, we've uncrossed them. I have Houston, Pittsburgh, Indy, even though Indy's three, five and one, I just mm-hmm. think that that team's done. And they, by the way, they should be oh and eight. Yeah, I, you could say Carolina if you want. You could. You, yeah, I'm going to put Carolina on there. I'm officially giving up. I mm. tried. I tried to make it happen. <laughs> I'm putting Arizona on there. I think they suck. Um, putting yeah, the I Lions on there, and then I think the surprise one for me is Vegas. So bad. Two I had six. them again too. They're another one. I had plus seven and a half adjusted. Well, I'm the worst with this crap. Seventeen nothing lead. Come on. Yeah, I think. I think the jury might not be out on McDaniels as a head coach anymore. I mean, even your boy Damian Lillard tweeted, what did he say? If Crosby, Tay, and Waller get TF out of Vegas, I wouldn't be mad at him. This is bad. Well, Waller, like, is he, has he even played this year? Oh, is he? I, I, so I barely, mean, every, fan, every fantasy league I'm in, people have either dropped them or just whatever. Just Yeah, I have things like sure seems like it. Feels like the Rams are dead for this season, at least. That was awful. That Tampa loss, like, we, when it's under a minute left, there's no timeouts, and you're just giving up 13-yard outs out of bounds all the way down the field. I, I just don't understand it. Yeah, that was there's really like bad. 50 seconds defense. left. Yeah. And it's, Brady it's, was under siege the whole game. Like, he had no time to throw. And then all of a sudden, you just let him kind of hang back and throw eight yard out. That game sucked. It was like three minutes into Awful. the fourth quarter, and there were like 14 punts, and nobody was throwing, and nobody could throw it. You know, Brady with the three-yard passes. And, you know, they had a, there were a lot of drops. I'll give them that. There were a bunch of drops. Six. But such a big game. CBS grabs that game from Fox. They clear out the rest of the schedule, and it was such a dud until like the last 50 seconds, like you said. They might not be good, like like <laughs> legitimately not good. And I think well, we got next week. They're playing Seattle and Germany, yeah. And we haven't done guess the lines yet, but I think that's a pretty dangerous spot for them. That's um, a fun one. That's worth waking up for though. If Seattle could beat them, the Rams yeah, on the other one. hand, shouldn't this happen to a team like this who goes all in every year? Like, shouldn't this happen to their salary cap and everything else? Like, I like McVeigh and I like these guys, but yeah, you know, yeah. They can't score. Oh, how many times have we said it? Cooper Cup is th- that entire offense. Van Jefferson cries about not getting uh, reps last week. Dropped some big balls. You know, Al, yeah. you know, Al Robinson never stepped up. Can't run the ball. Can't run the ball is like the an understatement. Like this mm. is a team when they just need one first down. You just feel like there's they, all they needed was one first down. The game's over, and they can't run yeah. the ball more than two yards a pop. I felt bad for Romo. Yeah. Like Romo was doing Romo whippets a couple times. He's like, okay, Jim. But it's like, no, come on, Tony. You know this game's not that good. It's like, well, oh, Brady and <laughs> McVeigh, oh, Stafford. And it's just, it was bad. It was like karaoke of a Brady Stafford game. 
He did it with like a minute and 20 left. And he's like, oh, this is Tom Brady at his finest. It's at his finest. Like uh, they, they, any any other team, they're not in this game. But don't, Tony, right. don't worry. We're all watching. There's a minute yeah. 20 left. We're going to be yeah, watching. We're not going to turn it, Tony. There's only, only two late games. We're, we have nothing else to <laughs> right. watch. This and uh, Lakers. <laughs> yeah, you stole all the games. The um, My only other thing I had was that it it really does feel like teasers are now dead. I thought Whether they come back, chance. I don't know. But yeah, they won Stop. last week, right? Philly. Uh, who else? Buffalo. I, I don't know who it was, but we had three teams last week. It was good. If they just would have handed us the Bills today, we would have been in uh, the driver's seat again. But no, I think you're right. There's nothing good this week anyway for a teaser. Sharp, sharp milled me in house a teaser stat. I think he said they. Faves of seven and a half to eight and a half, tees down to one and a half and two and a half mm-hmm. are four, seven, and one in teasers. Now he mailed that before today's game. Right. Um and the dogs getting teased up from one and a half, two and a half weren't great either. Oh, I know that. Yep. Um, as you as you know. Yep. But the three teamers feel like they're losing too because we've had how many double digit dogs have just won out right now? It feels well, like we've had, had one almost every week. Yeah, well, if you bet Green Bay every week or Tampa, they're they're yeah, all, they're all all their lines are right in that eight, nine, ten uh, range. Are you going to be on the podcast? I feel like you're going to disappear tomorrow. What do you mean? I can just tell by the look on your face that today was bad. Like you just be like, <laughs> I just South, wanted to South's hold gone. on to my Astros money, and I lost it all at ten to one on the Astros, and it all went away. This damn Bills team, listen, and the Cardinals, I. Certainly can't give anyone shit on gambling, but why the fuck would you bet on the Cardinals? I just, I just it was a kitchen sink game, wasn't it? I got time, but do you feel burnt kitchen out sink, a little bit? Their kitchen, their kitchen's been blown up. Do you feel, do you feel a little burnt out by these teams who just, just let you down all the time? I'm feeling a little. Usually, I hit this hits me like Thanksgiving, but then I get a few meals in me. You know that Thanksgiving weekend, I'm like, all right, I'm re-energized for December. Yeah, I just don't. You can't trust. Who do you trust? Who the hell do you trust, Simmons? Well, it's probably our fault, not the teams. But like the Bengals yeah. are a good example. I stayed away from Bengals Browns on Monday night, but I watched mm-hmm. it, and you know, you think, all right, without Jamar Chase, they'll probably try to run the ball and establish mm-hmm. some possession. No, they just did whatever they always do, but they didn't have Jamar Chase. They get blown out. Then the game today against Carolina, it's like you know what we're going to do? We're going to establish the run with Joe Mixon. It's like, oh, guess what? This worked. And, and we're just having long drives. It's like, why didn't you do that on Monday night, you morons? Right. Joe Mixon yeah, was right. there Monday night. You didn't give him the ball. Why are you giving it to him today? It's like it took an extra week to realize that they should hand the ball off to Joe Mixon. Well, and especially with that offensive line who could give up anywhere from two to 11 sacks a game, right? And so if you find yeah. out early on that you're not going to be able to protect Joe Burrow, Zach Taylor, make another plan here. These teams. And then, you know, the Miami coach today, who, granted, has crafted an awesome offense, but the game management, mm-hmm. he turned the ball over on downs twice in a row in the fourth yeah. quarter. Can I tell it's you, like, I don't even think just it grab matters. some points, dude. Maybe I don't think, I don't, Ron, honestly, Tyreek Hill's on his way to 2,000 yards. That's phenomenal. You know how many mistakes you can make if you have a receiver that's close to 2,000 yards? I'd love to know if the Chiefs have any pangs of regret about that one, right? Because you you trade Tyreek Hill 
And there's all these different reasons and you can use the money somewhere else. You get Juju. Mm -hmm. Juju's been good. Like on paper, all of it works, except for the part where Tyreek Hill is going to have one of the greatest receiving years in the history of the position and maybe even the best. It's now in play. And it's like every week, it's like, oh, Tyreek had 180 yards again or 150 or he did that or Miami won. And um, like I had one of the guys, the announcers today was comparing them to the 99 Rams greatest show on turf. I was like, whoa, settle down. But I mean, maybe not settle down. Like Tyreek Hill's down. Imagine like if you get a guy who could get a, you know, regularly gets 40 yard receptions. That's four first downs. That's so huge. If you come, you hate your quarterback. How how great would it be to get four first downs, right? You, what do you you need like six minutes, right, for most of these quarterbacks to to get there? I just want to say I like my quarterback. I don't understand mm. why he's been completely incompetent all season. Well, I don't. We get should it. have he him. Was on, good we should have him on the podcast should, next week. He should, he should be this. better this year, not worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, let's take a break. We do guest lines. All right, guess the lines, week 10. We're pretty much at the halfway point of the season, so. Yep. I don't know. I'm usually sad about that, but you're up 5-2-2, two, two, by the way. Five wins, two losses, yeah. two ties. That's about all I'm up on. Thursday night, the Panthers, the team that has single-handedly dented <laughs> my wallet and dented my million-dollar picks balance. It was so bad that my guy, PJ Walker, who was good two weeks in a row, <laughs> was so awful today that they benched him for Baker Mayfield, who we all assumed we were never going to see again in an NFL game. Baker Mayfield came in and played really well in the second half, and now he might start in this Thursday night Now it's a different team, yeah. PJ, what happened to you, buddy? Um, This game's in Carolina. I think Carolina is... I don't know what you do if you're them, because you're not that far away from maybe getting the number one pick in the draft now. Right. Like you're a game behind Houston. You're going nowhere anyway. Um, mm-hmm. I have the Falcons favored. I thought the Falcons played pretty well today in that Chargers game. Mm-hmm. And Herbert just, he had no receivers. He just kind of patched it together, made a couple plays with Eckler, and all of a sudden they're winning by three. With some field goal kicker, it just seemed like a classic, oh, this random Dicker. Chargers kicker is going to, yeah. T- Jeremy Dicker. 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 Well, if your if your last name is Dicker, you have to become a kicker, right? And then because yeah, then you're you Dicker the kicker, and that's a that's an okay nickname. Otherwise, everyone yep. else is going to make fun of your name. The res, like Dicker right. the custodian doesn't work. You have to be, you must be a kicker. And that's a great else. point, Sal. That's why you're here. Great point. Thank you. Thank you. Because that it it softens the blow of having the last right. name Dicker. Right. But yeah, normally the Chargers guy comes in, mm-hmm. he hits the upright. Oh my God, we're going to, and then they lose an OT. This, he actually made it. I was surprised. I have uh, the Falcons favored by two in Carolina. Uh, that's what I had. It is two and a half. Hmm. That'll that's be three fair. by game time. Yeah. Boy, Al Michaels must be, uh, he's got to fire his agent because they definitely hid the schedule from him before making him sign that deal at Amazon. Philly they hit the schedule yesterday. and the fact that that Kirk had never seen an NFL game before this year. <laughs> they hit those two things. I can't <laughs> even hear him sometimes. Kirk Herb Street. Maybe it's he, better. Can't even like audibly. I can't. I think he's like thinks he's talking off camera or something. My favorite thing out of all the football TV things this year. My favorite thing is when they go to Maria Taylor, Tony Dungy, and Jason Garrett right before the first half. Mm. And they have like eight seconds to talk about what's coming up. 
and it goes to them. Maria Taylor has this crazy smile on her face and she's, and she just looks at Tony Dungy and he spouts out some quick sentence, you know, like <laughs> and the charges are charged up. And then she looks over at Jason Garrett and he's like, and Dallas is hot again. And then she goes back and that's all halftime, Mike. But it's uh. like this, it's like an SNL sketch. I don't know why. How are we still bad at studio TV? Oh, thank God. Thank God I'm missing those. I've, I've, I don't see those. Is that real? That's right before the game or right before the no, half? Right before the right before halftime. Oh, they I see. They throw right to them. Halftime. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I guess, supposed to get us fired up for halftime. I don't yeah. understand a lot. Should get them fired, not up. But yeah, that, enough. Enough, Jason Garrett. Yeah, he's... Just get off my TV screens. Yeah, oh, yeah I don't need you clapping on the sideline. I'm not need sure you we to, needed him. Yeah. I felt like I was with Chris Sims. We were kind of covered. Yeah. Um, I have this next category. It's a new category. We used to go to the Sunday marquee game after Thursday mm -hmm. night. I have this one. Dare Sauerkraut. We have a Munich, Germany game. <laughs> Buck Seahawks. A good game. Yeah. I had this as a, as a pick em. Um. Uh, wait a minute. Uh, yeah, you're gonna get this. I said minus two for Tampa Bay, which is stupid. It's minus one. You're close. Oh, so right? we yeah. split. No, we split it. I have a pick 'em. You had minus two, and it's uh, minus one, which is right between the two of us. It is right. Yeah. No, I'm no, at no. zero. You're at two, and the line was one. That's dead yeah. Even, you're closer. It? Uh, zero's. Oh, okay. God, I'm out of it. What time is it? All right, we're even. Yeah, thank you. Tied that. I love the Seahawks. But the thing oh, with these man. Germany London games is like mm -hmm. you just have no idea. Mm -hmm. One team flew, maybe the plane got delayed two hours, they landed, they're chatting. He's gotta uh, bring home a German model, right? He's gotta Brady. That's, that's the move. Of course. I'm gonna look up how to, uh like the, the top German models. He has some darker hair color now that I was alarmed by. Yeah, I saw that. What did you see that in the press conference? In the press conference, yeah. yeah he yeah. came in, all of a sudden, he's looking like Jerry Glanville, and I don't understand it. It's growing hair, and it's darker. <laughs> right. He's, he's like that's 45, his Elvis. Tom. It's like, who's this Elvis impersonator? Yeah. Get him out of there. That's what it is. <laughs> the Sunday marquee game, I think your team's involved. Mm -hmm. Dallas at Green Bay. Packers on a five-game tailspin. Your team coming off a bye. And I think you're favored in Lambeau Field. And I think the line is going to be Dallas by two and a half. All right. I said three and a half. That's how much confidence I have. This is a stunning yet probably accurate line. Four and a half. The Cowboys Whoa. are favored in Lambeau Field by four and a half. So they've just, Vegas is officially, they're done Completely with the gave up. That's it. They're done. Done. Yep. Because he's good for two interceptions a game now, and this is this Dallas defense is coming off a bye. I think that's the only way to analyze this. Now I know shit could happen, but it makes sense for why the line is what it is. I don't know why it's been so. I don't really have anything against Rodgers. I, mean, I think he's definitely been mm -hmm. annoying the last couple of years, but it's been really fun to watch him have a bad season. And I and right, I, I'm not normally like that, but for some, for it's. Watching him from afar has just been kind of captivating, mm -hmm. and I can't. It feels like he's blaming the other receivers, but he doesn't want to say it. And I don't know. Him and Brady have reacted two different ways. Like Brady's just kind of seems dumbfounded by mm -hmm. the incompetence of everyone around him, but he's not angry about it. Just more confused. Yeah. Whereas Roger seems, 
I, I don't, there's a vibe to him I can't describe. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do, but I did feel bad for him. But I, I know he was calling out his receivers and he's like, I'm going to, uh, yeah, the first few weeks I did, I was like, oh, these guys suck. They really did not help him out. And he's kind of keeping it together. But today I didn't. I mean, those, I no. mean, maybe that thumb was just bad. Maybe he just shouldn't play at play today. Well, now, at least on FanDuel, they're 20 to 1 to win the division. To, to make the playoffs? <laughs> to no, the to, to win the division. And Minnesota is minus 2,200 to win the That's division. That's astounding. That's crazy. Jesus. I mean, That's out craziness. of all those teams, I'd probably like the Bears at 70 to 1 the most. Yeah. Not bad, but the Vikings can't lose a one score game. Shirtless on airplanes, Kirk Cousins. The AFC South odds have changed week by week. Like they're, they're volatile. Like Jacksonville's plus 420 again. Jacksonville's been 9 to 1. They've been dead even. They're all over yeah. the map. Tennessee is minus 290. The uh, In the AFCs, the Bills are down to minus 470, as you said. So that one has been, where Where did they peak at? Like They were like minus 1,500 at some point? Oh, yeah. Point? Yeah, they were up there. Something minus like two, Maybe minus 2,000, yeah, I think. And then yeah, the Ravens, thing with Tennessee Bengals. is like the Tennessee proved that they could be in any game with uh, like almost no one yeah. at quarterback, you know, so. No, they're good. They just, unfortunately, the quarterback position does better. Ravens, Bengals, that right now is minus 320 plus 350, but that one's been pretty volatile too. Mm-hmm. KC feels like they're they're basically six to one favorites. They've locked that up. That's fair. I mean, your team at plus 440 is fun. I keep saying that, but I look at the Eagles' schedule. They really might not lose till like the second week in December. I mean, the, the yeah. Packers were supposed to be a tough game on their schedule. So if the Cowboys are giving four and a half on the road, what, what are they going to lay? The one that is shocking to me is Seattle not being favored to win the NFC West, or at least mm. being having similar odds to the Niners. Niners, at least on Fiddle, is minus 130. Yeah. And Seattle's plus 145. But Seattle's right. playing really well. Yeah, I think they I like play like Christmas. They play Christmas Eve. Well, that's going to be a great game. I think they play a night game. Again, that's that's going to be one of the games of the year right there. Yeah, no, December 15th is a night game. Fun one. I have two watchables. I have Bills at home against the Vikings. Mm-hmm. And I think that's Bills by seven. Wow. That's my guess. You got it. I said five at seven and a half. So three weeks ago, that's Bills by nine and a half? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I'd be very surprised. I think Bills took a little dent here. Yeah, but they can't. They can't lose this. Get sharp on the phone about this teaser because we're doing this. We're taking this down to even or one. Every time, week after week with the Vikings, it looks like they're going to unravel with Mm -hmm. the lead. And it hasn't happened week after week after week. But there's always this moment where you're like, oh, here goes Cousins. Yeah. It's about to turn into dust. And then somehow they hold it up. And that Hawkinson is definitely so far working out. What do you have, nine receptions for 70 yards? I was surprised how prominently involved he was. Like they were really looking for him, trying to get him involved on third downs. And the other watchables I have is Dolphins Browns. And I'm going to explain it like this. I think the Dolphins are just a watchable every week. I don't like whoever they're playing. I sure they have to be thrown in there, right? They're super yeah. fun. Every game they have, it's sixty points. Um, Tyreek does three crazy things. I really enjoy it. Mike McDaniel go go for it on fourth and two. You know, <laughs> up seven with three minutes left. I'm just ah, I'm going for it. 
Uh, some books, teams the that the says. quarterback doesn't matter. Some teams the coach doesn't matter. I feel like the Dolphins might be the one, the team that the coach should totally get far. In yeah. The playoffs, but yeah. I have a Dolphins at home against Cleveland favorite. That's right. By six and a half points. Oh, good. I, I edged out. I said six. It's four. It's only four. Whoa. So stay away from this. I guess. Why Browns, is that? Dolphins are favored by four in Chicago. Dolphins are favored by four in Chicago. So now yeah. they're home against Cleveland. They're favored by four. People are really, um, they've kind of done this with Cleveland and they're coming off a bye, right? And they just destroyed I don't Cincinnati. Trust, I don't trust Cleveland at all. Well, that's pretty fishy. Yep. Fairly watchable as I got three. First one, the aforementioned Bears. Home for Detroit. I Look, Fields Fields has worked his way on one of the TVs for me. Like as so long fun. as it's like a relatively close game. I really enjoy watching them. Um, I have the Bears by three and a half. Uh I said three and it's two and a half. So I get mm. it, right? Okay. Yeah. Wow. So one of my big yeah. one of my big bets before this season was Bears under six and a half. Me too. I had the Morse record. <laughs> Do we they're three and six right now? Feels like there's at least a chance to hedge that. I had the I had the Bengals either nine and a half or ten over, mm-hmm. and I have the Titans under nine. So I think if they go nine and eight, I get to push that one. Right, and then I have over for Carolina, which I'm just gonna. God, Carolina. David Tepper just should send me ten thousand dollars, and we'll just call it even. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the schedule. Well, I guess they have that. Well, here's what the Bears do: the last four. Three of uh, them are against Philly, Buffalo, and Minnesota. Hmm. Minnesota might not need it though. That last game. Otherwise, they could win it. They could win any of these. Two against the ne- Lions. Next, fairly watchable, which could have been a watchable, but the Jags have burned us before from an entertainment mm-hmm. standpoint. Jags uh, in Kansas City. Kansas City dying to be teased. They don't want you to give up on teasers, Sal. Yeah, they're like, come trust us. I have the Chiefs favored by nine against Jacksonville. I went crazy here. You get this right. I said 12. I think it might have been before the game that I wrote this down, but I'll take the L here. Um, I mean, they were, so they were what, 10? They ended, no, they ended 14 today? Today. Well, I know know Malik Willis versus Trevor Lawrence is different. Malik Willis there for 80 yards. Yeah. What's the line for Chiefs-Jags? You got it. It's nine and a half. Okay, so what do you? Why, why are you bitching that you did it? Well, before I said the game? twelve. I, I thought it'd be. I thought it'd be high, much higher. I mean, fourteen against Tennessee, you could make it eleven or twelve against Jacksonville. I'm proud to time. say I didn't bet on Jags Raiders. I tried not mm. to watch a lot of it, and um, to me, that's just the classic stay away. How do you bet on that game? Do you How take is anybody supposed to know what's going to happen in a Jaguars Raiders game in twenty twenty two? I still love that team. I, I really do. I, uh, I would you rather have McDaniel or McDaniels? <laughs> I like McDaniel. I just think he needs a strategist. Yeah, <laughs> he's really got to figure out like the the fourth and two with Tua. <laughs> it's just I don't know. It's it's you say it like it's like a celebrity. Like yeah, I think she just needs a stylist, and then you know I'll, <laughs> I think he needs a stylist. Like, it's a coach. That's what we should call the advisor: a stylist. A stylist. He needs a, <laughs> he's a fourth and two stylist. The sports stylist. Yeah. 
well, the model said it was two per, two percentage points higher if they went for it. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds great. Um, Rams are home mm-hmm. against the Cardinals. This Dare used to I be say, one that used to be a likable or a, a watchable. Yeah. What kind of crowd are we getting for this game? Because oh, I can't yeah, say right. the Cardinals fans are going to be traveling. They don't even like going to the Cardinals home games. Mm-hmm. The Rams fans don't want to go. So I think this could be the all-time do you want my Rams tickets game. Interesting. I think you're right. What do we do with the King? I, I forget the, what the Kingsbury, you know how one coach owns the other here. But how does this work? Oh, uh, This um, is McVay owns Kingsbury? McVay owns Kingsbury, yeah. Does he? I don't want to misspeak yeah. here. Yeah. All right. McVay definitely called Amazon today. He's like, hey, <laughs> just wanted to see. Uh, I have Rams by two and a half over the Cardinals. Um, and I, I have about it. I, wait, why is that wrong? Rams, I said uh, four and it's three and a half. So I get it. Jesus. Three and six versus three and five. What a disaster. It's a bad game. You almost don't want to take the Cardinals unless they're getting like more than three points. I almost don't want to ever take them again. Yeah, don't take them. Please don't. Half. I got to take, take at least three weeks off from them. Poop Fecta, I got four. Titans at home for the Broncos. Mm-hmm. This will be an awful game. 13-10, 9-7, a lot of runs. I have uh, Titans by two and a half. Uh, we split it. I said one and a half. It's two. Okay. I guess that's fair. Next one is Giants-Texans. Great spot for the Giants coming off a bye. They're home. Mm-hmm. Feeling good. NFC moving their way. 10 wins probably gets them in there. I'd start peeking ahead past this terrible Texans team. Eh, after we beat the Texans. Mm-hmm. I just, just be careful. Yeah. I got Giants by seven and a half. I'd be That's careful exact, about putting them in a tease. That's exactly what I had. And it's six and a half. Don't put them and, in a tease, America. Well, I was thinking about this. If you erase the team names and you say, hey, six and two is home against one, six and one. Yeah. That should be an 11 point spread, right? Yes. <laughs> You're right. This is, this is messed up. This season's a nightmare. <laughs> it's just like, this is not what we grew up with. Uh, when does the World Cup start? It's just too many bad quarters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to be a World Cup expert, Harry? The real soccer. Come on, Uruguay. Let's do it. Who do you have, Harry? Who's going to be your expert? Uh, Harry, we have a soccer podcast covered in glory. Yeah. No, but isn't, gotta... isn't Harry isn't Harry good at soccer, though? Harry fancies himself as soccer nut, but yeah, he, uh, he needs to take a break. <laughs> My favorite is when Harry's on the Lombardi show. <laughs> And they give him this long intro. What do they say? He's like former sports book operator and yeah. handicapper. They called him a handicapper. <laughs> before, yeah, before he got kicked out of Vegas. He, uh, yeah, he was a handicapper. We had Mattress Mac on. We we're interviewing him. I'm like, all right, Harry, you could ask him one question. He called him Mattress. He's like, yeah, Mattress, let me ask you something. When you take these bets, it's like, okay, yeah, Mattress. When I'm like, his name isn't Mattress. It's not like corporal. It's, it's called as Mac. Mac. Yeah, it's Mac. It's not even Mac, but it's Maddie. not mattress. <laughs> uh, 
Pittsburgh is another poop factor game. They're home against the Saints. I'm going to try mm-hmm. not to watch a lot of this one. <laughs> I got uh, Saints by two and a half. You got it exactly. I, I went the other way. I don't know. I'm an idiot. I said Pittsburgh by one. Two and a half is the, the number. You like the Saints against Baltimore tomorrow night? No, I took the Ravens. But that's that's a game I'm going to lose no matter what. Who do you like? You like the Saints? And they're coming off that Raiders win, right? I don't like that Andrews isn't playing. People are like, oh, this Isaiah Likely. Mm-hmm. He'll just go right in and beat Mark Andrews. Like, really? That's what's going to happen? Mark Andrews yeah. is awesome. Yeah. I don't know that. Uh, I haven't been impressed easy. with the Ravens win yet this year, I think. Right? And then that the one? Saints. Is a good one? Yeah. Saints are a pretty physical team. I don't know. I, I feel like that's going to be a tight game. Yeah, their defense is playing like we thought they would. It took a while. Last one is the uh, aforementioned Raiders are home against the Colts. This is definitely a loser leaves the season match, even mm-hmm. though you could argue the Raiders are already done. This has to be in the Vegas zone. I have Raiders by five. Nice job. I said four and a half. It's six. Oh, so you got out of it. The Vegas zone. Let's see where you are. Three, four, five, six, eight, two, four, six, eight to eight. Two left. And I sucked on these two. So you should, you should get it. Yeah. I don't know. This, um, the Colts, you can't really, um, tank in football, but the Matt Ryan thing, I, I felt like these last two were winnable games, right? I really, I did. agree. Last week, I thought, I thought Allinger was going to move around more and be more yeah. interesting. He's not. He's really easy to play against. Right. Uh, so it makes me think like they definitely want that. They don't, they're done with this quarterback, this retread quarterback bull crap, right? Like we got to get one of these top three in college. So you're, you're saying this is a stealth tank job by the Colts. Yeah. Once they lost twice to the Titans, it was like, even though they weren't like four games back, I think they're like, all right, let's, let's figure out something for next year. I'm still trying to figure out how they, I lost my chiefs bet against them. Oh yeah, that's one of right. the many indignities gambling wise this year. But that that like looking back, that's one of the dumbest results of the year. You held them one hundred twenty-one Chiefs twelve. Yeah, that was bad. One hundred twenty-one total yards. I'm seeing on sixty plays. That's awful. They were horrible. They were so bad. And then we would get the ball back, and Mac would just either dump the ball too early or whatever. And then finally, they started getting some stuff going. It was bad. Our defense was good though. Sunday night, 49ers home for the Chargers. It's a good game. We'll see who's playing receiver for the Chargers. This I have a good one. 49ers by four over the Chargers. Oh, okay. Interesting. I said four and a half. It's six and a half. Oh, you won that I'm one. I'm up one heading into the last game, and I'm off two points. So you can why, is it so, why is it six and a half? I don't know. They do love the that Niners, high. Vegas. They really do. Yeah. Chargers on the road. Yeah, I don't know. It's a little high. Herbert, uh, he's banged up. He's got no receivers. I was impressed by him today. I was too. They picked up like a practice squad or like Saturday night. Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, this could be in trouble. But then I forgot they had Dicker the kicker. No, all's good again. He's got, even though he got the, he's like Burrow. He can get the shit kicked out of him, but he's got like a calmness to him no matter what's going on that I mm-hmm. really like. I like both of those guys, obviously. Monday night, Eagles home for the Washington Seawards. Let's see. Let's see. You could tie me here, Simmons. 
well, it has to be double figures. And they're not going to want us to tease this. And I think it's Eagles by 10 and a half. Oh, you schmuck. You do. I mean, you just, you just cheated. You felt the heat and you looked and you saw that it was 10 and a half. And then you said 10 Did and I get half, it? And that, you got it exactly. I said oh. nine. I said eight and a half. I lost either one. All right. So you're going to tease the Eagles, the Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> What's the third one? Uh, I really like, who is the seven pointer? I like, I like Buffalo. Come on. If they start losing two in a row, like we're, so funny, like the Vikings, everyone talks about the Eagles and, uh, and the Cowboys and the Niners. I feel like people like those three teams better than the Vikings. And all they do is keep winning. But not this week. The Vikings have a habit of just being in front. The one time we saw them fall behind, they were done immediately. Well, they were down so by 10. Were they down game. by a lot today? They were losing by a bunch today. Am I blanking? Yeah, they were down 17-7. Oh, I must I must have missed the 17-7 <laughs> part. Did you see Cousins topless on a plane? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. They did come back. Yeah. I I got to say I didn't watch a lot of that game. Even though I had I had a underdog parlay with Washington. It just <laughs> it had like no vibe to it. Poor Joe House. What it they were, the early games were good and there were too many of them. And I just kind of settled on Bears Miami. Yeah. I had the Pats. I had uh, the the Chargers Falcons game. And then the Packers Lions game was great. And then there was one other one too, right? We thought that, well, you said the Bears Dolphins? Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. Uh, I kind of like settled on that grouping. So I did. Yeah. We thought they were going to suck like this time last week, like the early, you called uh, post Halloween. Apple picking, I forgot what it was, but we thought yeah. that that group, but there were three t games that were 17-17 at like mm. 4 p.m. Eastern. Let's take a break. We'll come back. By the way, the buy teams this week, Pats, Jets, Bengals, Ravens. Take a break and uh, let's do Parent Corner. Today's Parent Corner is brought to you by CarMax. CarMax has upfront pricing and their stores are committed to a hassle-free shopping experience so you can find the right car for you and your budget. Learn more at CarMax.com. CarMax. Car buying. Reimagined. All right. What do you got, Sal? All right. Uh, so what I'm going to talk about probably combines like a lot of the things we discussed over the last few weeks and years. But I think like parenting, I would say, comes down to sacrifice. I don't want to sound like a, an idiot here, but, and, but there are different sacrifices, right? Like some cultures jump in fires and sacrifice their bodies to gods and like, wow, that's weird. And then there's smaller sacrifice, like a sacrifice bunt, but it's still a sacrifice, but it's not exciting. But I want to talk about the sacrifice we make in miles driven, driving mm. to events for these kids. We've discussed this before. For instance, the three and a half hour round trip to my oldest son's playoff game, which they were up 14, nothing and first and goal at the five and ended up losing 41, 14. And then the very next morning at 5.45 a.m., uh, another four-hour round trip to watch my youngest son get smoked by Pony Lake teams like the uh, size of actual ponies. So, But what I want to do is I want to use these miles and call them frequent parent miles and cash wow. them in when we're much older, God willing, right? So if I have to talk to my youngest son and his wife, I get to cash in these frequent parent miles. And so the story about like my upcoming gallbladder operation that should normally take three minutes. Now it kills 12 minutes because way back when I drove four hours to 
Colton, California to watch you get smoked 12 to one at eight in the morning on a Saturday in 2022. So frequent parent miles, we should start keeping track of these and then turn them in. And then, you know, then we can tell long, boring stories. I'd be a platinum member. Yeah. Yeah. Think about it. You're like, no, you you have to listen to me now. I'm an old man. I'm going to talk about how the neighbor's son got accepted to Harvard. I'm going to talk about it for 20 minutes because I'm redeeming these frequent parent miles and there's nothing you can do about it. You know, that would be a great app where you just, anytime you make a trip for a sports parent trip, you just, Mm -hmm. you log it into the app and then you just get to see how many miles. I had, my son had a, had a playoff game for football Mm -hmm. and we had to drive, we were in the car two plus hours. I listened to the entire (sighs) Celtic game on the way there. And then an hour and a half back. It was probably four hours round trip. It's so trip. stupid the way they do it up here. Go ahead. Yeah. And then today I didn't go. My wife, uh, my daughter had a club game in Santa Barbara. So they mm-hmm. drove to Santa Barbara this morning and back. That was another four hours. So my wife wow. did two four hour round trips Crazy. in two and a half days. So when she you grew been- up, what, 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 your county, right? Like the, the team, yeah. your football team, whatever, soccer. How big was it? Like my Suffolk County and Long Island was like 60 schools and you had a couple playoff teams for each division. There maybe there were eight divisions and that was it. If you, once you got out of that, LA is stupid with the Southern California football. Like you could go, you could drive two and a half hours because there's the 1200 schools in LA County. So weird. Yeah. My, my parent corner was right off that one. We, we did all this driving Friday. Yeah. Ben's team loses kind of a, semi-winnable game, but they lost. The season's over. And then, you know, because he's a young kid and kind of a moron, he didn't, never really dawned on him that he was never going to play with the seniors again. And he was really emotional. Everybody loses. Guys are crying. And my son, my son, who's like a cyborg, and he was really upset afterwards. Like, I'm not going to play with these guys ever again. And we're like, yeah, no shit. That's why it's the (laughs) fucking playoffs. (laughs) Um, anyway, so he takes the bus back and we drive to school because he can't drive. A lot of these kids can just drive home from the game, but the younger kids. He's young, yeah. So we went, we got, we got food. We got him like a chicken parm sub. Um, we killed some time until he got, so he gets in and, uh, and just terrible attitude. He's upset. So I, I think I started off cause he played. You know, he played some, he had a catch in the fourth quarter and it was, I actually wish he had played more. And I was like, oh, I've really felt like you could have got, you know, if you'd played a little more, you would have gotten open. Like the way they weren't playing safeties. It's like, dad, and just was like, I'm the defensive. And it was like, whatever we said, Yeah, he was just going to get mad. Yeah. He's eating his chicken, chicken parm sub. And he's like, this is cold. And we were like, all right, sorry, we just got it. And he was just the <laughs> biggest dick the whole way home. And then, so we're driving in silence. He's like, "Why, why won't you? Why don't you guys want to talk about the game?" And we're, we're uh, just like, "We, what do we do? We can't win." It's like this is we've driven for four hours, and you're being a dick. So just, just, uh, just drove home. You got it. Very gotta glad the season's over. Frequent parent miles, man. Just log them. They're adding up. Well, here's the thing. So wrestling starting. Oh, he yeah. hasn't decided yet. He initially he's like, "There's no way I'm doing it." I, you know, he. He uh, getting home at seven o'clock from the football, but now 
I don't know. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. I, know I think you he's got to do it. it. Yes. But I, I also think he'll know right away if he likes it. But it's great. It's like, it'll be like sending him to the army, except he's, he's uh, you know, he's going to come home. You know, it's going to be great. See, I think he would do it if it was actually WWE. Oh, if really? It, if it was like, yeah, if it was hmm. like actually the WWE Performance Center instead of varsity wrestling. Interesting. Well, maybe they'll let, him, do it. they'll let him wear a cape um, instead of a, you know, like yeah. a singlet, sparkly tights. Well, anyway, the point of both of our parent corners is kids should appreciate the sacrifices the parents make. Yeah, it's a lot of I feel of unappreciated. Goddamn. I'll be honest. I feel unappreciated. Yeah, it's a lot of goddamn a lot of driving. driving. My really daughter's going to be gone in eight months. Did she care about all the miles? No. No. They will, though. They got to figure it out. What do you listen to in the car with your kid when you're driving? Um, I got 80s on eight. <laughs> oh, you're doing that? <laughs> yeah. If I'm so they, driving, I get to call yeah. what it is. But I feel like they're on the iPads in the back anyway, and it doesn't matter. And I'm just competing with them. And my wife is sleeping in the front. So uh, yeah. why? What do you listen to? Was When it's Zoe, she took control of the radio like four four years ago. Yeah. And then Ben just, yeah, he's just playing, you know, terrible rap. Yeah. He's hitting you with a really chicken fun. parmesan sub sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. It's, on top <laughs> on top of the uh of the surliness and just having to drive. We don't even get to pick our music. <laughs> Parenting. Great times. That's it for Parent Corner. Today's Parent Corner is brought to you by CarMax. The CarMax Love Your Car Guarantee means you get to find your car on your terms with confidence. So be sure you find your favorite ride with the unrivaled CarMax 30-day money-back guarantee. Buy your car with peace of mind up to 1,500 miles. Learn more at CarMax.com. CarMax, car buying reimagined. All right, Sal, uh, what do you have to book? All right, extrapoints.com. Uh, go there, listen to all the uh, sports gambling-related podcasts. We really have some dynamite advice on uh, all those. But, 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 I ran this by you Friday. I think it's a good idea. The NBA is off on Tuesday. Mm. Adam Silver wants everyone to go vote, all the players. So that's set. They're definitely going to go vote. That's good. But Monday, there are 15 games set up, and they've done an amazing thing. They're going to stagger the times. Wizards Hornets starts at 7 p.m., and then every 15 minutes after that, there's a game until uh, 10.30, Cavs at Clippers. So we're doing yeah. Race to 10, where we bet one of the two teams playing to score 10 points first. And we're going to keep doing it on Spotify Live throughout the night from 7 nice. to 10.50. And uh, I want everyone to come in there uh, against all odds on Spotify Live, against all odds live. So there you go. It's going to be fun. I'm going to lose a lot of money. All right. I'm setting the over under seven wins out of the 15. Oh, I'd, I would, I would kill for that already. Let me sign up. You take, yeah. you take seven. <laughs> I think we should less. take all underdogs. Don't you think the lines would be soft a little? with the All you need is a couple threes go down. Does yeah. it make sense to take all underdogs? I think it's like the player props where you just go under. Yeah. All right. Sal, as always, good job by you. Good job by you, Belly. All right. Kevin O'Connor is here. Rare uh, NBA talk on a Sunday night, but we felt like we had to do it. Are you worried about Mac Jones before we talk NBA? Uh, I, I am worried about Mac Jones, Bill. Yes. More worried about the Celtics defense or Mac Jones? More worried about Mac Jones. They don't, Me too. Celtics don't have Robert Williams back yet. Can't judge their defense totally yet. Yeah, and something weird going on with Marcus Smart so far this year. I don't, doesn't seem like the same guy defensively. I don't know if he's banged up or what's going on, but guards are blown by him. But we'll, we don't need to talk about that. We're going to talk about Anthony Davis. So the Lakers lost again today. There's some buzz 
just some, some, some buzzing that AD might be available, that that's a plan B because the Westbrook trade or whatever they think they could get for Westbrook and whether you'd want to give up future assets, maybe that doesn't even make sense because where are you getting for the Lakers? You got Davis here who I don't think has looked the same for a couple years. Certainly not close to bubble Davis. That's the last time we saw like vintage 2018 Pelicans level Davis. This year is on the books for 37.9. Next year, 40.6. Player option, 2025, 43.2. I don't know what the end game is with this Lakers team, but I know the Pelicans have their pick. And I don't think whatever they have, I don't think it's really fixable in a way to make them a playoff team. Do you feel like Davis is actually on the table is my first question. And if he is, is he worth less than maybe people realize? I think he should be on the table, whether he is or not. I think that would largely be dependent on your second question. What's the return here? We saw Rudy Gobert go for four first round draft picks, a swap, and then Walker Kessler, who was just drafted in the first round. So effectively five first rounders and a swap. If that's the and, return, and Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt too, another young, you know, high quality player. So if if that's the return for the Lakers, if they're willing to go a, a picks based package with a little bit of talent in return, which clearly Utah's got, and they just keep winning uh, again today against the Clippers. In that case, then maybe it does make some sense to reset around LeBron James head into the offseason with potentially a bunch of cap space and more than just the three first-round draft picks. Because if they go into the summer as is, they'd have their 23, the swap from the Pelicans, 27 and 29 with the cap space to make some moves, some signings, and what's a you know average, you know, below average free agent class. That is probably not going to be enough for them even to get on par with the rest of the West. So that comes back to Davis where like, you're right, Bill. He's Not the same guy we saw in the bubble, but I do think it's worth giving him credit for the defense he's played this year. He's still been a great defensive player, so they're still valuable for some other teams that great or good. I'd say great. He's had some great stretches. He had a moment. Like you think he's all defense? Great. Potentially, yes. He had a moment against the Pelicans the other night where he switched on to CJ McCollum on the left wing, corralled him. And then he switched down back inside, blocked Jonas Valanciunas from behind. Then he sprinted up the floor for a transition lob dunk from Russ. So, I mean, like he's defending CJ on one play, Jonas on the next play. He's playing at a high level on defense. It's just the offense has declined so much for him. Not shooting the ball well, as we know. And out of isolations, a question for you, Bill. Over the past four seasons, his four years with the Lakers, of the 50 players that have isolated the most, where do you think 80 ranks in scoring efficiency of those 50 players? The 50 players with the most isolations. Yes. I definitely think it's low because it's noticeable when you watch them that it's not a good play. So I would say he'd be in the bottom 20% would be my prediction. 48th out Oof. of 50 in isolation scoring efficiency according to the second spectrum. Julius Randle's 49th and Russell Westbrook is 50th. That's over the last four seasons. On post-ups, Davis is 16th out of the top 25 in post-scoring efficiency. So out of these self-creation plays, isos, post-ups, he's not getting it done. And because they don't have a lot of spacing, they're not able to effectively run pick and roll. Everything he does comes off cuts when he can roll, floaters, you know, at-rim finishes off of cuts, offensive boards. 
So there's definitely logic to trading him. It's just a matter of what are your priorities if you're the Lakers? Are your intentions to trade him and then try to you know recalibrate around LeBron James over the next two to three years? Are you willing to risk him saying, you know what, screw this, trade me? Are you willing to 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 risk that this coming off season by trading Anthony Davis, so his fellow that's club a key clients? Point. So that so next year will be like the last one where they have him under control with the contract, right? And if he's yes. unhappy heading into the summer, that could happen. I go go to this Cleveland game today and look at the actual numbers half by half. Do you know how many shots he took in the second half? This was a close game. We only had two, two points. Two two games in a row. He was one for two field goals in the second half, and he took no field goal attempts in the fourth quarter. The reason this is interesting to me is they're playing Cleveland, who I think is going to be one of the tougher matchups in the league for him, right? Because they have Mobley and Allen. If they have size, um, and it's just going to be tough for him to create his own stuff. And the Lakers didn't even go to him. And I wonder, like, you know, I, I've seen all the offensive stats and how how kind of dangerous they are with him. I do think he's point guard dependent a little bit more than maybe we realized. You know, like you think back to that, like the best he looked in New Orleans, right? It was that one year with Rondo and he was above the rim and and just playing off Rondo in all these different ways. Who is he playing off now with this with this Lakers team? Even even when uh during the bubble season, like Rondo was on that team. They had Caruso, they had guys who knew how to move the ball, throw him the right kind of pass. I just think this is the wrong team for him. And and I think there's a lot of different things going on with this Lakers season. None of them are good. But this isn't a good team for him. Playing with Lonnie Walker and, you know, whatever Westbrook minutes overlap with him, who is the guy in this team who's going to make him better? It, 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 is it supposed to be LeBron? Dennis Schroeder, I don't know once if that's LeBron's back, role. Is it Schroeder? Is that what they're reliant on here once he returns? But Schroeder's another, like, shoot-first point guard, though. Right? He's yeah. not, like, a distributor, necessarily. I, I just... It's a combo of it, Davis never seems like he's in the most incredible shape. I think that's been an issue the last couple of years all over the map. Like, asked him to add weight too. I wonder if that's part of some of that. Like he just doesn't have the, you watched his old video of him with the Pelicans. He was so fluid. Yeah. People called him a wing or a guard with big size. So, I mean, he did have a lot of skill and fluidity then that's kind of been lost with all the weight he's added in order to play the five more often. Right. And you think like, Four or five years ago, he wasn't like freak level. He wasn't like Giannis level, but definitely was in that unicorn, oh my God, this guy in person is crazy, how athletic he is, and the long arms, all that stuff. Doesn't seem as special to me anymore, athletically. And he's going to be 30 in March. He's got some miles. He's had a lot of injuries. The most interesting thing to me is I went through this exercise, because you mentioned that Gobert trade, and I think... You're you're the highest on Gobert, probably. I, I don't know if you're starting to cool off on that a tiny bit. A little no, cool off, a tiny bit. No, okay. not 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 on Rudy, but I think the situation I've definitely cooled overall. The mix with Cat. You don't like the Towns a Edwards, a a Gobert, Anthony Edwards with his hands yeah. and his side at a play call. It's just kind of yeah. ugly there. I think they probably paid 170 to 200 cents in the dollar for Gobert. I don't think that's a realistic starting point for Davis. And I went through the teams trying to figure out like who would be like, oh, cool, Anthony Davis might be available. I think there's some real red flags now. I don't think this is a situation like it was in 2019 when it's like, Davis is available? Oh my God. 
got to get Davis. Like, throw in every asset. This guy could be, you know, Kareem, Shaq, Davis. Those days might have sailed. But he's still a really good player, and I think he could be impactful defensively. And if you put him on the right team, I think some of this stuff that made him great could come back. I just don't know what the team is. So I, I was going through, like, like I did my trade value last summer. He was 12th. But no now way he's that just, high, right? Well, no way now? he's that high now. But just Top even 25, going through, like, 30? Yeah, he's probably in the 20s now. Hmm. But just going through, like, just some names that we know there's no way one for one would ever happen. Giannis, Luka, Jokic, Curry, Ja, Tatum, Mobley, Booker, Zion, Cade, Anthony Edwards, Embiid, Durant. Just feel like not so, even close. No. All right. So here's one just for fun. Like, what happens if the Lakers call Miami and say, bam for AD straight up, nothing else in it? I don't think they do it. Miami, that is. You don't is. think Miami does it, right? No. But we, this summer, I would have said, oh, Miami would do that. Of course, they're going to grab Davis. But now I don't think they would. Bam's so younger. That, that's why I want to do this segment because I feel like something has shifted. More versatile defensively, Bam is. Yeah. You know, plays his role, a better durability. Younger. Yeah. There's a lot of reasons you'd want Bam over 80 at this point. But that was inconceivable three years ago. Oh, yeah, for sure. So that that's one. I was trying to figure out like New Orleans, they're not they gave the Lakers no. the pick back. No way. They're, not, they're never going to do that, right? <laughs> no so way. cross them off. I was trying to figure out a Sacramento one, but I don't think that's enough for the Lakers to make it worth, you know, if it was like Sabonis, Barnes, a bunch of firsts, like basically their version of a Gobert trade. But then I don't know why Sacramento would do that because where are you going ultimately? Nowhere. Yeah. So, you know, Minnesota did the Gobert thing because they felt like, we have Edwards, we have Towns, we're going to bring in Gobert, we can now contend for years. You're not going to feel that way if you're Sacramento. So they're out. It really kind of looks, yeah, I'm looking at the Knicks and the and the Bulls and the Warriors. Did you have anybody else other than those three? Two of my top three were Bulls and Knicks. Uh, okay. And then I had Hornets. Like if we're talking about like a desperate team that's trying to get into the playoffs. Hornets? As like a wild card type of team. But Warriors, I had fourth on my list. Um. Like Wait, the Hornets, so thing. you're thinking LaMelo could be the point guard to kind of rejuvenate him. Well, they trade I, a bunch of picks. Yeah, that type of thing. Because I've been obsessed with the war, the Hornets, Pacers, Lakers three-way concept involving Russ. Mm. But what about that concept involving Russ and AD? Just mm. adding AD to the equation. I mean, it gets super complicated, you know, trade, trade machine Picasso levels. But, I mean, I just think the Hornets, if you're talking about a team that's not contending that might be desperate to move up into the playoffs, they're the type of team that would make sense there. But I, I think the Bulls and Knicks make much more sense on paper. Well, and then we have to talk about this, like the clutch aspect of it and the fact that if he's leaving the LA market, he's got to go to another market that they feel like is worthy of oh, yeah. his talents, whatever you think his talents are. Like him going to Charlotte or Sacramento, probably not going to be great. Miami could work, but again, we don't think Bam would do it. So, the Bulls won. They lost a couple picks in that uh, Vucevic trade. Vucevic would have to be in this trade. I was trying to patch it together. It's like, if you're trading Vucevic and DeRozan for Davis, that kind of doesn't make sense for the Bulls at that point. Because then no, where am I going? They're not traded. Why would I do that? No. 
So then it's like Vucevic, Caruso, Patrick Williams, and some future picks. That's not enough. How about Lonzo? Path. His knee magically heals once he gets back yeah, to see, Los he's Angeles. Hurt. <laughs> yeah, that, but if Lonzo is healthy, you could say, okay, sure. maybe they'll come back. I just don't think they have the right assets. So then that brings us to the Knicks. We know the Knicks are, you know, would love to get a star. Fourth most future first round draft picks in the league right now. That puts them in a really good position too. They have a couple different directions they could go where Randall could be in the trade if it wanted to be a big salary. Or you could go like the, you could patch together some, the Lakers were like, we don't want any salary passed, you know, this year or next year. They could do their versions of that. They have all the young guards, they have Toppin, and they have a bunch of picks. And to me, that's a get-out-of-jail-free card for the Lakers in a lot of ways. And if you're the Knicks, they have the Kentucky history with with AD. You know, obviously, Wes was there way back when, and he's involved with the Knicks now. I don't... If you're the Lakers, what do you ask for from the Knicks? What do you want? What are you trying to get? Are you trying to get a bunch of picks that you can use for more assets later? Like, what do you want? I want six first-round draft picks, and then I, I plan to flip them for Kevin Durant over the summer. That's what I'd want to do from the Lakers. That'd be my ultimate dream. Doesn't mean I can do it, but that's what I'd want to set myself up for to be able to go get Kevin Durant. Um, but if you're the Lakers, realistically, I think you want some level of NBA talent in return, which the Knicks can provide in addition to, what, four, five, six first-round draft picks. So I think that the Knicks make the most sense to me of all the teams because of the draft capital that they can offer, because of how AD makes sense for them. They need a a rim protector. They're 17th in defensive rating this year. They're a team that's trying to win. You know, if they were to send back Mitchell Robinson once he's trade eligible in a deal, AD can replace some of his pick and roll with Jalen Brunson, can replace an Obi Toppin pick and roll option. And he's an upgrade over Julius Randle in every single way possible. So I think he makes a ton of sense for the Knicks. And then for the Lakers, you get the best of both worlds with some NBA talent and a whole bunch of draft capital in the coming years, which could position you to make a big move. Because ultimately for the Lakers here, I think if they were to move AD, and it's tough to find a deal that makes complete sense as you're acknowledging, but the priority needs to be entering the summer in a place of flexibility where you can say to LeBron James, here's our plan. Now with our, instead of three future first round draft picks, now we have eight or we have nine. And we have cap flexibility. This Mm. is what we can do around you this summer. Here's what we're going to try to do. Do you want to be part of this or not? And if he says no, you know what? Then you trade LeBron. You get X amount of first round draft picks and you build young and you try to make it work again. If he says yes, then maybe you're in a position to do something crazy and totally restructure this team. But ultimately, the Lakers very clearly right now, if they were to trade Russ and two first round draft picks to get back Turner and healed or some combination. It's, it does it's like, nothing. It, it, it does nothing for That's you. That's so you, stupid. You, you can't get anywhere. So you're better off just, you know, it sucks. It really sucks that you're wasting another year with these guys. But ultimately, but you won the, but the, the thing best. is, you won the title, though. You did. So you did win the title. It's a waste, but it's not a waste because at least you can point backwards. Absolutely. But they need to I, be building for next year. That's That's what they have to do. They're probably the second worst team in the conference. Isn't that hard to believe? You'd put them like for sure. Like we've it's seen them enough from Utah. Spurs. We've seen enough from Utah after eleven games to say that they're going to be better than the Lakers at the end of the year. Utah's deep. 
They have <laughs> they have actual scoring. Right? They can play, yeah. they have different lineups, and their coach is really good. Yeah, which Will we Hardy's knew really good. He was yeah. really good in the Celtics. Yeah, I mean, like we both heard about that at the time he was hired away. Oh, this could be a big loss for that Celtics coaching staff. Yeah. The guy's Easy to say freaking why. good. They're really well prepared. They're smart. And you look at like their end of the game stats are unbelievable. So that would be the only thing that makes you think, all right, that's not sustainable. Nobody's gonna shoot like that in the last three minutes. But they have, you know, Conley, I think, has been good because Conley, I think, was somebody that would be a possible or we thought would be a possible trade piece. But now, who knows? I mean, Utah might go the other way. The big thing is I sold my marketing stock. I gave up. I'll admit it. <laughs> I could lie and say, oh, I held up. But I, I gave up last year. But he's finally in the right situation. And um, weirdly, that Bogdanovich Olenek trade was really smart because they had too many wings. Olenek's a, a fun offensive player, but he kind of fits with marketing, which I don't really understand. And it's just, they make sense when you watch them. I don't think it's a fluke. I, I said to Verno on the mismatch a couple weeks ago, you know, and I said, this is the dumbest thing. But what if Utah went after Kevin Durant? Same question for you. What if Utah went after AD? Could they be an AD trade? Right. Well, then is, that, is that goes any, into the... any logic behind it? Well... Would he be happy there? I think he's nah. only happy if it's New York or Chicago because he'd probably be. Otherwise, he'd be like, "I'm, I'm cool. I'll stay with the Lakers." We didn't, we didn't mention Brooklyn because that's the other piece. If Durant's, you know, if the if this craters again, um, the only problem is if you're Durant, you go from a team that has no real chance to make a dent in the finals to another team that makes no chance. But they, the Nets have Durant under contract for a bunch of years. Lakers have Davis under contract for less years, but may, maybe there's something there or three. I don't know. I just feel like something's going to happen with Davis. It's the only move. Like if we sat, if we locked ourselves in a room for like two days and we're like, what do we do? I think we would land on training Davis. And I think that's why there's a little buzz now that he might be gettable. How about the Mavs? <sighs> so the Mavs are interesting. They can trade. We probably first. should have talked about them sooner, right? But they 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 have issues trading picks. I think. Yeah. They don't really they have that one great they can, asset. They can trade three, but it's not. They're not great picks, like you said. They're yeah, and you're getting value. like picks from Luca's team. Yeah, Christian Wood, you know, Bullock. It's not like you're getting a ton of talent there. That that would be more of a a lower end return for the Lakers, or maybe it's not even worth it. Better off waiting till the summer. I mean, the ballsy one would be Memphis if they put Jackson on the table. Hmm. And they were like, fuck it. Here's Jackson, some pick. Verno's going to have a heart attack listening to this. But Would you feel okay trading him within the conference? Is that a factor for you if you're running the Lakers? Like you mentioned the Warriors in passing earlier as a team. I never, I'm not one of those, I care where the guy goes because then we have to see him. I just, like, what's the best trade? Also, it could be to their that team's detriment considering his injury history. Well, remember when Belichick traded Bledsoe to the Bills? Everybody was like, oh my God. <laughs> the division came to that. All right, so we think best case scenario or best best case scenario for a Davis trade partner is the Knicks. The Knicks, yeah. A bunch of picks and some solid talent. Also, like a front office in year three that needs to make a splash. And the kind of team that has like like guards that maybe be able to make Davis better. 
right? Then the MSG thing. It's not like he's having the worst season ever, right? He's like 23 and 11. It's not like he, he's not Jermaine O'Neal in the mid 2000s, like falling off a cliff, but he's not first team, all NBA guy from the bubble guy who made NBA 75th anniversary. He's not totally that Davis. And I, I can't tell if it's situation conditioning, um, I don't know, personal stuff, whatever, but he just doesn't seem like the same guy to me. Would you do that if you're those teams though? If you're to the Knicks, would you give up five firsts and, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't give up that many firsts. I would, I would do, you know, the RJ and the two firsts and something else, or I would do the, uh, that top and just patch the contracts together with some first. So then then in that case, is it worth it for you as the Lakers then? I mean, what are you getting those picks for? I mean, who's the target in the summer? I mentioned Kevin Durant. That'd be the dream. He did abandon the free agents trade. are bad this summer. Yeah, it's not a great free agent class. Is it? Is this a Carl Anthony Towns? You're only going to win with him, Brad Beal. I don't know who's the target. I, I just I don't know. What are you building towards if you're the Lakers? You you must have a target in mind. I've never seen a team with less outs that has like the talent the Lakers have, like on paper, right? With Davis and LeBron, you just feel like and the ability to spend money. You feel like this is. This has to be salvageable in some way, but that Westbrook three for one trade really, really, really crippled them. They have like no outs any direction. Even Lonnie Walker has been playing pretty well this year. If I think for what we maybe thought of that signing, um, I don't know how it plays out, but I feel like there's more to this story because they're two and seven right now. Do you see their schedule coming up? Doesn't lighten up too much, does it? No, I think it gets. I think it gets worse. They have. They're at Utah, at the Clippers. Oh, and then they have home, Sacramento, Brooklyn, Detroit, San Antonio, right? So, so they got some potentially winnable Gotta go ones. three, yeah. yeah, at least three. But then at Phoenix, at San Antonio, at San Antonio, home Indiana, home Portland. Then they hit this East Coast trip at Milwaukee, at Washington, at Cleveland, at Toronto, at Philly, at Detroit. Then home Boston, home Denver. That's mid-December, basically. So... I just don't see a roadmap to them not being one of the three worst teams in the West. And we haven't even had like the LeBron having an old guy injury yet. And then from his vantage point, I don't know if the season's a lost cause. Does he just try to get the scoring title? Does he go watch his son and Sierra Canyon and kind of call it a season? <laughs> it's like, I'm good. I have four titles. <laughs> see you guys next year. I mean, maybe that's how this plays out. I don't know. It could be. I mean, I, I wonder if you're LeBron and... Like, if you're the Lakers, you can't be feeling immense confidence that he'd want to even be there long-term, considering the situation that you're in. So you can't give up those picks knowing that he could just say, you know what, trade me in July. He could just come out and say, trade me. I want to go to Cleveland. I want to go home. That that could happen. So if you're the Lakers here, you have to be thinking long-term. And I don't think you can be thinking with LeBron James's future in mind, especially considering the situation, but also just his age. He's old. He's old. We forgot to mention this trade. Draymond, Kaminga, <laughs> Moody, and a couple picks for this AD. Be the, this be the most fun one of all. <laughs> it actually was the one that made me pause the most trying to figure out would the Warriors, would they talk themselves into it? I don't know if they would give up Kaminga and Moody and the picks, but who knows? I mean, they're, they just... They just took an offer on an East Coast trip. Clay's got a PR of nine. 
It feels a little early. At the same time, the vibe on that team has been weird all year, and it's hard not to blame at least 97% of that on Draymond punching pool in the face during practice. <laughs> I don't know. Call me crazy. Um, that feels like there's a direct correlation. They just don't seem like they have their mojo in the same way. And I know they're playing young guys and all that stuff, but um, but it's something they don't have that swagger that a team usually has after they win the title where it's just like, we're the fucking champs. Here we are. Like, I think Playing the Draymond too much Wiseman, Bill. Way too much Wiseman. Oh, your I guy. Know. Hate to tell you, but it's not looking good for your buddy. Is he my Wiseman. guy? Do I have to claim him as my guy? <laughs> I mean, it felt like it early in the season. <laughs> I, I did like him. I mean, but yeah, yeah you're right. It doesn't, <laughs> doesn't seem like, uh, like the young guys have paid off like mm. they were hoping. But they get, the other thing is Clay, more. Clay's been pretty rough. That's not helping them either. I think they yeah. thought Clay would be a little closer to the last couple of games of the finals, Clay, and then it's not happened. Anyway. I hope I hope he can refine himself. I miss that, Clay. Me too. So, gun to the head, Anthony Davis, is he on the Lakers in February? Yes, still. I'm going to say no. It's my prediction. I would say it's probably minus 200 still on the Lakers, but I would bet the plus 170. Maybe he gets traded. All right. You can talk about this with Vern on the mismatch. Make sure you throw the Jaron Jackson and picks for Anthony Davis <laughs> trade at him. No way. Oh, my God. There's no way we're doing that. Come on. That's my Vern on That's pretty good. I Thanks. like it. Thanks. Pretty good. Just, you working on that in the mirror? No, not really. It's just, just a natural <laughs> mimic. Um, all right, KOC, good to see you. Hey, you as well, Bill. Have a good one. All right, that's it for the podcast. Thanks to Cousin Sal. Thanks to Kevin O'Connor. Thanks to Kyle Creighton for producing. Don't forget, new rewatchables coming Monday night. And if you like White Lotus, go check out the Prestige TV podcast. Joanna Robinson and I, we broke down episode two. It is up right now. There you go. I will see you in this feed on Tuesday. 